sense of time that we read from this morning. I made the statement that how much I enjoyed studying the Word of God during the Christmas season to pick that place. I don't know some problems on that. They told one tonight that I have felt like it would be good if you just hold it and take the Word of God. And if you understand this, let the Word of God preach to you I want to do the same thing preaching this morning on the Holy Spirit and again tonight. The angel of the Psalm, the 19th verse, turned us again. O Lord God of hosts, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. We pointed out this morning, the psalmist did not pray, Lord, turn them around. He prayed, Lord, turn us around. There could be a time in the life of every one of us when God needs to stir, God needs to awaken, God needs to quicken, and I will even use the word new, though there is nothing new under the sun. We need a reviving. I was feeling this morning because in the watchman service last night, we were dealing with be not drunk with wine wherein is your death, but be filled with the Spirit. Those who are drunk with wine, they're debauchers. Brother Kendall used to preach on being drunk, and he said there are two stages to drunkenness. One is a state of hilarity, and another is a state of being passed out. Be not drunk with wine. But he never said, don't be drunk. On the day of Pentecost, they accused them of being drunk. These are not drunken, I used to call them. See, it's about the third hour of the day. We see that with this program. I'm praying that God would give us a good drink of the Holy Spirit. That we again, like I said last night, there's nothing wrong. We're dancing before the Lord in the joy. David danced before the Lord with all of his might. There's nothing wrong with shouting. I'm not making appeal for the flesh, but I am that there will be such a state with the fullness of God's Spirit that we would have no trouble with that. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, everybody say amen and amen and amen to What I'm talking about tonight, let me pick up after this morning, that we need to make, be made stronger. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. If we need to be made stronger, I confess for me this morning and you, I don't know how many I run off because I confess that we're in a state of need. We are in a time of need. Brother Fender said, if there's ever been a time when you are closer to God than you are now, 
to that extent with baptism. Can I tell you in a loving way that a lot of us, when that present has been given, there's a lot of us that are backslidden. Solomon said, a man that is backslidden in heart is filled with his own way. We are filled with our own ways. I'm not saying a backsliding as far as going out committing all sin, but in our heart, there is a coldness. There is an indifference. And God is seeking to turn that around. Have you ever thought seriously? If you think about the word revival, you cannot revive something that has never lived. You'd have to give that in that state of death, you'd have to give it life. David said, Will thou not revive us? Will you not revive your people that we may rejoice in thee? What he's saying is, bring us to life again. Let life spring forth. Jesus said, I lay my life down to you that you may have life. I live and you may have life also. You don't have to believe or agree with all of my terms. But you know what I'm talking about. Not only in the things of God, but there needs to be in life, in every kind of life, there must need be energy. I don't, I, I, I don't remember because I studied it out, so I don't remember what a conclusion I come to. But one time I looked up a calorie. Have you ever looked up calories? C A M O R I E. Those things that make us fat. I looked, and he said, I looked, and instead of calories, is a measurement of energy. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Jesus said, The zeal without the house has eaten me up. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to be honest with you tonight, as I always am. But I'm praying. I remember going to the house of God to hear a man preach that I couldn't hardly wait to go to church. I mean, every night it was real. He was anointed. He was preaching to me. There was a thrill. There was an energy. There was an excitement. It was exciting to go to the house of God. We have to drag these four bodies to get to the house of God anymore. David said, Lord, turn us around. Turn us around. Cause your face to shine upon us. I will still believe that it is a joy to serve God. It's not a long suffering experience, it is joyful, it is peaceful. Let me get back to that preaching. I've heard men preach. I'm telling you, I always sit on the front row. I didn't like them when you talk about them. Sit on the front row. Hang on every word he said. Sometimes go home, get my Bible going and study some of the things he brought out. That was rich. 
It seems like in this generation of the church, nothing really energizes us. Hello? Evangelists, missionaries, preachers. You have the same path you do with the pastor for the most part. You get the same look, you get the same results. Not always, but most times. This is really, you have men of God, you don't have to disguise them and thieves and whatever. But you have men that have a message. They, you pray that they have a move of God in them. I said that that Pope County County in Livingston, Texas. When I was about 18, 19 years old, he would come to them and told me, he said, son, there's a lot of people that can preach. But what you need is you need somebody that can preach, but somebody that has life in it. Somebody that has the Holy Ghost. Someone that has the anointing. Paul said, if I don't have that, I become a speaking symbol and sounding brass. I'm preaching to you today that we need to be turned around. The word revive means something that's lived. It means to live again. It means to live again. We need God, the Spirit, to give us a vision. We need Him to dominate in all the work that we do. And we need Him to supply all the resources. And if God would do that for us, and He will if we'll yield ourselves, we will watch stronger and stronger. We will be bold. I was giving the example. You need to be careful who you listen to. The flesh only becomes more fleshy. The spiritual will become more spiritual. I was saying this last night in the watching that stuff. Upstairs in this room, I was the CA president before we have a youth I know what it is to have people say, I don't know why we have the youth service on Sunday night if I go to church sometimes. I know what it is that there is no stir, no hunger, no seeking. I'm just going to kind of tell you the story. I got down here sitting on the platform playing my tickets. And I did not see a Larry Crane. So I decided to go look him up. And when I went back up in that hall, he was the only one in that hall. And he was crazy. I didn't say anything. I didn't disturb him. So I didn't get him to leave. I just found no place to sit down. You know, that was somewhere up there. And started praying with him. Slowly, without anyone saying anything to the congregation, People began to make their way up that full step. We got up in that room. Eighteen people got the Holy Spirit that night. Brother Clinton had come up those steps. He couldn't even get in the room. And he said, get off of these steps. Get out of this room. There's so much weight. I'm afraid structurally what's going to happen. People were trying to get into what started out with a one boy prayer meeting. Then we come down and just started walking around the auditorium. 
those that were up there. Everybody else was here. Brother Clem did a speech there a thousand times or more. He said, I'm afraid every time somebody gets saved, they're going to wind up being just like us. Just sit down. That will never happen. We began to walk around this auditorium. My wife was just a teenage girl at that time. She began to dance. She just began to dance on stage. She danced all over this place. She got out of the play. She danced. That's why I can remember several hours. She just danced. God was moving by spirit. Brother Clinton, in the next pulpit, he said, in that service, when he and his wife took their daughter home, he said, we had to fold her up like a child to get her in the car. She's still jumping. When they got her home, she's still dancing. Now, I want to tell you that as a move of God's spirit, Brother Charles, he was down the hall. He had married soon more. I've been out shooting people with a BB gun on the streets. That's, that's the lighter side of what they were doing. He began to dance up and down the hall. That's when God saved him, when God filled him with the Spirit, when God called him to preach. We were having a move of God. And there were some people in this church that saw him that went to Brother Clinton and said that either the devil or the flesh. What I saw that night, if I said flesh, I don't know what the words of the flesh are, except the dust and fornication. Right? I'm telling you tonight, I'm asking God, turn us around. Turn me around. Somewhat. Somehow. God, give us a divine experience with God. Every time I pray, and I catch myself doing this, saying, God, touch me. Touch me. How comes it based on if you can touch with the hem of his heart? But you need more than a touch. I need more than a touch. I need that baptism. I need that glory. Some mercy and spirit. I don't want a touch of the Holy Spirit only. I want to be baptized, soaked in that work of God, the Spirit of God. Turn us around. I believe it's the will of God to do that. There's not a one of us here in this place tonight that could use it. We need death. We need God. We need strength. We need spiritual progress. Every one of us. Not just some of us. Every one of us. The prayer of the psalmist. Turn us. You'll never pray that prayer until you recognize your own status, your own need, your own condition. There is one thing that God the Holy Spirit will do. When he does his work, he will bring us to the one month, in the one accord, and the one spirit. Do you know what that means? There will be a solidarity. There won't be all of this my ism and your ism. 
my way and your way. I've got enough strength to be able to watch in the news a little bit more now, to be able to observe what's going on. I think it is despicable that what was 242 policemen in the year 2016 were animals, shot and killed. I know some of the statistics. I know some of the things going on. But what happens in the life of, the, of an unregenerate man, he'll go out sleep with another man's wife. He's a sinner. They'll go take drugs. He'll go get drunk. He's going out of done any of those things. But there's one thing that will straighten him out, and that is meet Jesus Christ. Come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. When I see all of this nonsense, and I despise it, I never did it. There's no defense for it. You cannot excuse it. Not in any manner. Not in any manner. But I will tell you, I do more than criticize it. I pray for it. Give us a move in this land. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves in place, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, I will heal their lands. I pray that God would give a revival in America. I pray that we would come to one mind and one accord. Call upon him while he's near, seeking while he may yet be found. And all of this that's going on, there are a people looking for the coming of Christ. They're longing for the coming of Christ. They are praying for and desiring the coming of Christ. Do you know where that vision and that purpose comes from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. Some people live all day. They call themselves Christians. They live all day. They go to work. They go home. They're wonderful people. They never crosses their mind about the coming of the Lord. They don't even. They don't even think about it. But when the Holy Spirit turns us and occupies us and repurposes us and sets a new fire burning in our lives, there will be an assurance. In that experience, that says, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go you out to meet him. God has given so many examples to make a lot of these things so Think if you would about Rebecca. Rebecca had to live absolutely detached, absolutely detached. From everyone else, it's just that kind of thing. And the truth is, if I can say that we are that Rebecca, and we're, we've got too many attachments. When you attach the several things, you are unresponsive to certain things because your mind is divided, your heart is divided, your goals are divided, your intentions are divided. Here a little of this, here a little of that, here a little of this. 
to every one of us. There is a fellowship. I'm talking about a corporate fellowship that we don't really know what it is. I got a phone call on the cell phone while I was in my office in the office of me. And the brother said, I'm going to ask you, are we going to have the convention? Hopefully, we're going to have the convention. I said, Well, I'm hearing about it. I don't have any direct leadership. And I'm asking you to help me clarify it. But he told me, sir, my wife knows that the convention was canceled last year because of the flood. I told her, I said, I feel like. That we need to just come down and plant that burden, plant that seed, not in everyone else, but in some place that the people, when they walk out of that condition, whatever country, whatever land, whatever it was, because after a while, everywhere becomes nowhere. Everything becomes nothing. Every time you hear anything out of Brother Sister Rochester, they don't talk about Cuba. They don't talk about the Philippines. They talk about Mexico. That's the burden. That's the call. That's the will of God. That's what I'm praying about. Lord, I don't know. I'm not sure that I understand exactly how you would read it in all of the earth. In all of the earth, there is a seed. And just don't take the seed with you. Myself, I don't believe it's natural. I don't think it's something human. I think that there is something that can stir in the heart. Of the believer. Something tears and awakens. I must pray more than I pray. I must study the word of God more than I'm studying the word of God. I must be in God's house. That doesn't just happen. That is the moving and the going and the workings of God. If God is going to talk to you about anything, He's going to talk to you about His Son. You're talking to me about his son. Do you know what the word Laodicea means? It means loyalty, L-A-I-T-Y, loyalty, loyalty. I thought you knew that. There is a work, but there's also a thought. The philanthropy is wanting to be Seven churches, right? In the book of Revelation, seven churches. Which was the first one? Ephesus. What was their problem? Yes, that's what it was. Go all the way through it. Seven churches. You come down to that last one. It's called the Church of Laodicea. If God said Laodicea, I don't know who you are. In every other one of the churches, he said, if you will open, 
But he said to that church of Laodicea, if any man, if any man, Ephesus, Chalcotta, Pergamos, Naaman, if you do not report, I'm going to take your candlestick away. There is a repentance. But you said to that church of Laodicea, the church of Laodicea, God, not talking to the Holy Spirit, he's talking to me. You know what I believe? I believe that God, when He said about the graciousness and the wonder of brethren dwelling together, like that oil comes from the We need a fellowship, but it's hard to fellowship when we've got Democrats against Republicans, Republicans against Democrats. It's hard to have fellowship when one says, I'm a Paul, and another says, the disciples are Paul. He asks the question, is Christ divided? We need God to turn us around and to do that by baptizing us in the Holy Spirit. I am. I call it some sound equipment to put in my house. And this has been years ago. Still happens. And the man that sold me the equipment demonstrated the equipment by a piece of music that he was playing. I've never heard such music in my life. But there is a man that in one part of the one of the songs is playing Brother Sister told me when I was at the house one day, he said, Brother Sister, I want to show you something. I will show all my family. And I put that on where the guy was playing with John. I've never heard anything like that. But John couldn't play. I've never heard anything like that in my life. And it must have gone on for six or eight minutes. And I stopped it. Brother Sister was there with me. And I wondered. Is in prayer, in the word of God, that that man did it. And the only one who that song. I was wondering what it would be. I don't see what it is here. You can have a great skill. It's going to take you a time to practice to get the right skill. But I wonder, have you prayed as much as you practice it here? And John would say, Christ, cause your faith to change your It will be coming here, and we will all have one mind of the one accord. What a blessing it will be if our faces shine and glow with the presence of God. It's in the first chapter of Book One. And that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Not another Holy Spirit. The same that you and I possess. What a wonderful witness. Some of us have had experiences in God and in people on the other side. And some of you maybe have had deeper experiences in God than us. I don't know. But when God turns the child and God is now having his will, and it's not my will, it's not my will. It's not something that I've done. 
that he's turned it around. The psalmist says, Then shall I be blessed. I'm praying for a move of God. I'm praying for the divine presence of God to be known and to be felt. He will do it. I believe his way of doing it is by showing for the truth. That's what defeats the flesh, the common man. That's what gets us so close to God. So everything is right. Give yourself a little bit of a